Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. If you play the game Minecraft right to the end, you are rewarded with a poem. That poem is the work of the Irish writer Julian Goff. Minecraft was subsequently bought by Microsoft for billions, yet Julian never assigned the rights to his work. So Julian has decided to give the poem to everyone by putting it in the public domain. Julian, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sean. How did you come to write this poem in the first instance? Because I suppose it's kind of an unusual gig for a writer to get. It's it's a very unusual gig, yeah. Um, well, the the guy who uh, created the game, it's a very small indie game in a way. It was created by one guy, Marcus Persson, uh, a Swedish guy, and he, an indie game developer. And he uh, doesn't write, he codes. He's a real you know games nerd coder. And he wanted an ending to Minecraft, uh, his game. Uh, and he didn't know how to write it, so he just went on Twitter like everybody else does and said, does anyone know a writer? <laughs> A good one would be good, or you know, and uh, somebody recommended me. Uh, right. Somebody knew my work and knew and knew Marcus. Okay, and and is this you? You see the poem if you've completed everything in Minecraft, or is is the poem up at the end when you kind of log off the game? Uh, it's if you if you complete it because Minecraft's this you know wonderfully flexible game. You can play it creatively and 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 it never ends. Use it like Lego. Uh, and the other way to play it is in survival mode, which is, uh, I think, a lot of uh, a lot of young boys prefer <laughs> survival mode, where you get to fight zombies all night, and uh, eventually you can win the game. You, eventually, you can conquer everything and uh, kill a dragon at the very end, down in the the bowels of the game. And once you kill the dragon, this uh, this little narrative goes up the screen for about eight or nine minutes. Okay, and what and, and in terms of the brief he gave you, or at least the conversation <laughs> he had with you, what was was there a, a sentiment in there he wanted? Marcus, well, what Marcus said was, I, I asked him, I, you know, what would you like here? Because I, I want to satisfy you because it's your game, very personal game. And he said, I have no idea. I just feel that something has to happen at the end. There should be some little narrative, a story that ties it all up, but I'm not a writer. So he said, it's completely up to you. He said, it could be, you know, you could do something that's a few lines long or something that's the length of a novel. I don't know what I want, and uh, I, I trust you. So uh, he trusted me, and I wrote a, a peculiar ending. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I suppose we won't, uh, we won't ruin it for people who, you know, haven't got to that point yet. Then, <laughs> I, I, but at the same time, I mean, the, the two of you were friends. Is that, is that fair to say? And this was kind of quite a casual arrangement you'd come to. Well, this is, the, this is, this is, the, this is where the, the, it becomes a story in a way that... I felt we were friends and I don't think Marcus did. And that was kind of the, the, the heartbreaker that led to all the confusion that led to this strange situation we're in now where, uh, where uh, I, I ended up owning the ending and giving it away. Uh, but I think Marcus, Marcus is not the most socially adept guy. He's a, he's a computer games developer who spends a lot of time on his own coding and uh, he doesn't make a lot of eye contact and he's not that kind of guy mm-hmm. but we were working together artistically and I, I used to be in a band I used to write songs with guys in, a, in, in my band and we didn't necessarily know each other that well as rich full human beings but when we were in the room and writing a song we were really really close you were creating art together and I had that relationship with Marcus so I felt we were close because I wanted to understand his soul I wanted to understand what he wanted to express at the end of his game and I tried to express it and you know when i when i finished it when i sent it to him you know i remember he emailed me back and said oh my god you you've uh, you've expressed my philosophy 
better than I could ever express it myself. And I felt we'd done something kind of beautiful together, you know? Mm. So it was an artistic friendship. Yes. You know, we, didn't, we didn't hang out, we didn't know each other well, but we had worked together to make a piece of art, to finish a piece of art. Yeah. But I suppose in terms, though, of the, the business arrangement part of it, you weren't really dealing with Marcus. There, there was a, another guy in the company who, who you were dealing with. Yeah, the, the, this is another uh, side of Marcus. He just wants to write and play games. Mm. He does not want to run a multinational business and deal with contracts and money. So he hands it all over to, to his friend Carl uh, and you know, Carl is really good at that stuff. He, Carl studied corporate finance at, you know, at uh, University of California, Fullerton. And, he, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a business management degree, I think, that kind of thing. So, but, but when Marcus said, oh, will you talk about the money with my friend Carl? I was sort of still thinking, oh, yeah, a bunch of friends making an indie game. I'll talk to his friend Carl and we'll work out, you know, what's the fair price for, for writing the ending? And, of course, Carl ends up talking to this flaky artist, <laughs> me, who, who thinks we're sort of, you know, working out what's the best, what's the fairest thing here. And he's just trying to protect his company. This, from his point of view, uh, he's a CEO, he's a shareholder, and he has to protect the company and pay the smallest price he can and own the biggest amount of the, the, the uh, product he can. And that just makes sense. But I didn't understand that at the time. So we had this weird email conversation where my, my emails got longer and flakier and his emails got shorter and uh, more terse until eventually he said, look, let's just wrap this up today. Otherwise, we're going to get somebody else to write the ending. Uh, just take my first offer. And I was like completely freaked out. And I said, oh, OK, fine. Mm. And uh, it was just a misunderstanding. You know, yeah. this is a weird story because there's no bad guys here. Yeah, no, but, but, but they did pay you money. But I suppose, what, what, oh, yeah. explain how it wasn't really worked out who owned the poem. Well, what happened was they, they paid me money and they paid me, you know, a lot of money per word for the, for the ending. But they also uh, sent me a contract where, which actually defined what they got for the money. And I never signed it because I'm a, partly because I'm a flaky artist and partly because they sent it a month after they'd released the game. So I couldn't really like, argue with it because it was too late. They used my ending in the game. So I felt a bit kind of, you can't tell me what the terms are after we've already released the game. So I never signed it. Ah. And that caused problems later on or caused chaos later on. <laughs> when they sold it to Microsoft for two and a half billion. So that, yeah. that, were they trying to sort this out just before the sale or were you having kind of like shadowy looking people from Microsoft coming around your house? <laughs> well, what happened was, Look, I think they kind of forgot that I hadn't signed it because they remember this was a small company, but they they ended up with one of the well, they ended up with the biggest computer game of all time. Like Minecraft became the biggest computer game of all time. At this point it sold, I think, two hundred and thirty something million copies, right? Mm. So Microsoft wanted to buy the company a few years later, and uh and they Part of the due diligence, part of the, the, the thing you do when you're buying a company is you, you ask the people, do you own all of the parts of the thing we're buying? And you have to prove you own it. So poor old Carl had to prove he owns the ending, but he didn't because I'd never signed the contract. So he emailed me <laughs> um, saying, oh, we've just been doing some housekeeping and we realized you didn't sign that contract. Could you sign it now and send it straight back to me? And... Um, but I, and I was like, oh, I don't really want to sign this. And I read it and I was like, I don't want to sign this. Um, and then I found out from a leak on the internet that um, Microsoft were about to pay $2.3 billion for Minecraft. 
And uh, <laughs> so Marcus and Carl uh, and uh, the third shareholder of the company were about to become very, very, very rich. And I felt kind of, <sighs> they weren't doing anything wrong, but I felt like I was being tricked into signing a contract I didn't want to sign and that they should have, they should have, I felt that I wish they'd told me, look, there's this amazing thing happening. We're about to get $2.3 billion for Minecraft. And I felt if I was an, in my, if, 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 you know, if my band had written a song and one of the guys had written even a teeny tiny part of the song and the song was being sold for $2.3 billion, I'd give them a bonus. I'd give them a, a share. I'd <laughs> take them out for dinner. I'd do something. And uh, the fact that they treated me like a contractor rather than a, an, a, a fellow artist who'd helped create even just a small part of the game. The ending is not a big part of the game, but it's part of the game. You know? And mm. I felt I wasn't treated like a friend. I wasn't treated like an artist. Looking back, I can understand why, because Carl is, is also a CEO and a shareholder, and he plays the capitalist game, and that's fine. But I, I was playing the artistic game, and we just misunderstood each other. So I said, no, I don't want to sign this contract, and there was this huge row and standoff, and I never signed it. Oh. Now, I mean, so, apart from, it sounds like you didn't want to sign it even before you found out about the sale. Why? I never want to contracts i don't like contracts i like friendship <laughs> okay fair <laughs> like, enough <laughs> i like being and and doing you know little indie songs and and the trouble is of course eventually when you sell stuff in the world you have to have a contract you know mm. and i get that and when i sell books i you know I, I i've got you know 10 books published in 30 something languages and there's an awful lot of contracts and sometimes i don't like those contracts either but my agent my agent tells me walks me through what, what makes sense, and I, I usually end up signing them. But the, the silly thing I did was I never brought my agent in on this. I, was, I, I kept thinking, we're making a bit of indie art. I don't want to bring in you know, a, a, an agent and a sort of legal thing. I, I just misunderstood the situation. I should have brought in my agent from the start. I, I was very silly. That's, the, that's mm. the takeout. But the result was they never got copyright to the ending of Minecraft because I never signed it away. It's one of those weird things about international copyright law no matter how much money they give you for something they don't own the copyright unless you explicitly sign away the copyright which was what was in the contract that i never signed right so they they could use the ending but they didn't own it so now you've uh, and so uh, what uh, if they could still do that and presumably microsoft yeah. could still do that why why yeah. did you feel the need then to to kind of put it in the public domain well i had this kind of odd you know, I, this, has been, this has happened years ago, and I've been thinking about this on and off for years. It's like, what do I do? I'm in this weird situation where Microsoft do not own the ending to the biggest selling game of all time. Uh, I, I've, I've let them use it, but they don't own it. And people wanted to play with it. People would contact me and say, I want to set it to music, or I want to dramatize it, or I want to use it in a school recital or whatever. And I would kind of give them permission because I own the copyright. Mm. But it wasn't generally known that I owned the copyright. You know, some people assumed I did and contacted me. Some people didn't. It was, and I wanted clarity on it. And I also wanted to free people to play with it. A weird thing about that ending is, in a way, I feel that it was, this will sound kind of weird. It might not sound weird to some writers, but I felt the universe wrote it through me rather than I wrote it, if you see what I mean. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, halfway through writing that ending, I, my, like, I started to see the words coming out of the pen. I was writing it longhand, and I didn't know what they were going to be. I did not know what I was going to write next. It was fascinating to, one of those fascinating experiences. It doesn't happen very often when you're writing, but it can happen that 
you have no idea what you're going to write next, and you get surprised by your own words, and it feels like something's moving through you. I mean, and this happens with a lot of artists. If you listen to Keith Richards talking about songs he's written for the Stones, he says it's exactly the same thing. It moves through you, you don't know where it comes from. Uh, so I felt I didn't really own it. The universe owned it. And if the universe owned it, I should just give it back. So the, the solution, because I could have you know, sued Microsoft and tried to work out some kind of legitimate legal structure for ownership. But I thought, I don't really want to chase money because that turns this back into money. And it's not about money. It's about friendship and it's about art. And I thought it'd be purer if I just gave it away, if I gave it to the public domain. So I, I, put, a, I put it out into the public domain and I made an, an announcement on my Substack, The Egg and the Rock, which is the place I'm writing these days. Yeah. And I put, I put this post up on The Egg and the Rock and said, I'm putting a Creative Commons license on it. There's a special Creative Commons license you can do so that, so that legally people can play with it. And I put it into the public domain. And now it's, it's like um, any piece of art that's you know, hundreds of years old. You can, you can use it. You can, you, can, you can mix it in with something else. You can set it to music. You can act it. You can do what you like with it. Yeah, and, and have you heard that, anything that, from Microsoft or Marcus since then? No, it's very, it's been very quiet. My, my agent was expecting, uh, he's saying to me, uh, I'm expecting a scary letter from Microsoft, but it hasn't <laughs> arrived. We haven't got the scary letter. I suspect because they don't, they don't really, there's not much they can do. Like if you, if you don't sign away the copyright, you hang on to the copyright. So I, I, I can do this. They don't like the fact that I did it, but I can do it. So they haven't, no, they haven't replied. It's funny, a lot of journalists have asked them for comments on it, and I'd, I'd like to know what they have to say. But uh, they haven't said anything. They've been very, very quiet. But they can, they can still use it anyway, just like anybody else. So it's not well, really a problem. That was one of the things I liked about this solution, was that I'm giving it away to everyone, including Microsoft, because I didn't want to start a war over it. I mean, who, they've got 1,700 people in their legal department, apart from anything else. Wow. You do not want to start a war with a trillion-dollar company with 1,700 lawyers. But, uh, but I also didn't want to punish anyone, because nobody did anything wrong. They, you know, just, we just didn't understand each other. So I've given it away to everybody including Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Julian, lovely to talk to you. Julian Goff is an author and, as he mentioned there, a former member of Toasted Heretic. Julian, thanks a million. Lovely talking to you, Sean. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.